They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Brant Menswar. It's the Bee Gees Sing the Beatles. Help! I need somebody help! Not just anybody help! You know I need somebody help! When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But now these but days now are gone, I'm not so self-assured. Now I find I changed my mind, I've opened up the doors. Help me if you can, feel it down. down. And I do appreciate, appreciate. you being round. That, is that a fat joke? Being round? Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I like I think this it was a short being around. Oh, okay. Hello, Robin. That, I guess that, that's better. We knew you guys would love the Bee Gees. Do the Beatles? Do they? Do they? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Thoughts at Rock. We're so happy that you joined us. You know, the deal, Thought this podcast is about exchanging rock. two pieces of life-changing advice, Duh. and we try and do that in mm. 30 Duh. to 50 minutes. 30. <laughs> is that 30? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did, you, did you say 30 to 50 minutes? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be truthful. Accurate. Listen, we are incredibly excited about today's show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by BM Bidet. BM Bidet. Oh, one of my favorites. BM Bidet. Listen, boys, maybe you kicked a little, a little too much dirt in the box. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. BM Bidet. Clean your junk. That's what we're talking about. And that's why you need to get the BM 2000. BM 2000. BM Bidet. Where to start from there? (laughs) Obviously, this podcast is a great way to get some free weekly leadership. And yuck yucks. But listen, if you want a little bit more, maybe it's online, maybe it's Mm -hmm. in person, maybe you've heard of this little thing we do Mm -hmm. on the side called Certified Rockstar. Change your life. Yeah, and a little practicality. You know, there's some tactical <laughs> stuff, some techniques in there as well. Some, it's not just about inspiration and motivation. No, it's nuts and bolts type stuff. It's real life takeaways from Mr. Practical himself. That's right. That's what we like to call him anyways. I'm putting myself in that bucket. That's right. Honestly, if you go and check out certifiedrockstar.com, you're going to see we've got a half day, a full day, yep. a multi-day, yep. and a virtual experience. If you're looking for something a little bit more than what we're doing right now, check it out. We know you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. If you like this show, I do. Go give us a rating right now. Stop what you're doing. Stop I'll be what right back. you're doing. Go give us a rating. Even if you've already done it, use one of your other fake email addresses and do it again. <laughs> That's what we need. Five stars keeps us in front of the eyes of potential listeners so that we can donate more money. To Cannonball Kids Cancer. Those guys rock. They are amazing. This is an organization out of Central Florida that basically pledges to fund research that can't be found. So kids who've been given zero options 
is when they step in and try to fund research to provide those options for families who are desperate for just that. Please go check them out online, cannonballkidscancer.org. We get it. Trying to find a little bit of time in your life to get some leadership is tough. I mean, yeah. you, you sit here and you listen to the free weekly stuff, and yeah. we love it, and we are so appreciative. But yes. We're also not stupid. We get it. You're doing two things Duh. at once. You're listening, but you're doing something else, right? That's Let's right. say, I, I don't know, maybe you're refurbishing medical devices. Oh, shiny. Maybe you're waiting on the cable guy to show up. This guy is never going to come. Or perhaps you're sketching out a Marvel character in a comic book panel. What does this look like? Doesn't really matter to us. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Ba-bum. Our guest today is Steve Cockrum, who is the co-founder of Giant Worldwide, which is the fastest growing debt-free, I'll add that in there, tech company in the U.S. And really, they specialize in people intelligence, and I hope Steve's going to talk a little bit about what that is. Steve, first and foremost, welcome to Thoughts That Rock. Thank you, guys. That's, uh, I always love my American introductions. As a Brit, I always went and think, is that still true? But it's definitely <laughs> that we're, 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 we're growing, let's put it that way. And I know how much you Americans love to exaggerate, so uh, I'll, I'll put it down as a cultural filter. Well, we, I, was, I was just going to say, we have a true giant of the tech industry here. Yes. yes, exactly. We, are you still debt-free? That's really that's really what matters. Most important, we, yes. We really are debt-free, and we're even more debt-free thanks to uh, Mr. Trump's small business loan that oh. gave us the money to pay our staff that we would have paid anyway. So. What? Hey, you got small business different. loans and we didn't. <laughs> What's right. going on over here? We're in the we're in the middle of a Series Z round over here right yes. now, Steve. <laughs> uh, thanks for making us feel good right out of the gate. Yeah, that's that, awesome. Well, that's okay. Are we aim to please? But yes. The Brits over here, we only give loans. Nothing. Nothing free. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. Well, listen, we will have um, Steve's full biography posted in the show notes. Everybody knows that's where you can go and get a, a deep dive of all the information. But I did want to point out a couple things. You know, in addition to Steve starting Giant, he's also an international speaker and a consultant, and he does that with some pretty top level executives and their teams. And I would say he's a subject matter on personality, on organizational leadership, and interpersonal communication. And lastly, he's also the best-selling author of three books. Uh, one of them I know, The 100 Times Leader, but also he wrote Five Leadership Voices and The Five Gears, which I hope we talk about. And, you know, just for some transparency, I, I met Steve through a mutual friend, Ricardo Gonzalez, and uh, really just have since then, we've, we've had an opportunity to uh, experience some of the things that Giant does. And so we're just, we're really, really thrilled that uh, you took a moment from uh, across the pond, as we like to say, to spend some time with us. So thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jim. I, and and I, I really appreciate it. And I actually know you mean it as well. It's kind of, it, it's still, as I said, it's hard. The Brits tend to build people up to knock them down. Yeah. The Americans are insanely optimistic and I really believe you mean it. So thank you. Yeah, th this is the first time. I mean, all the other guests that have come before, I'm just going through the motions. But this time, I'm actually being authentic. Well, and uh, I think you know, Steve, from listening to the show versus the traditional interview style, we're not going to do uh, you know the entire background. Uh, we just really want to talk about some of the cool pieces of advice that our guests bring to the party. So we're going to leave the floor open to you, my friend. What is your thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock, number one. My thought that rocks, well, at least I hope it does, is really as um, contextually relevant as it can be in that what we call first gear or recharge. 
the ability to unplug, to recreate, to recharge your batteries is more important right now than it's ever been. Because if you want to actually have depth relationships that work and be optimized the productivity of you and your team when you work, then you have to learn how to recharge well. And most Americans are appalling at recharge. What? You crash because you overwork. So I'm going to sell you a thought the rocks to go. If you will actually take the time to recharge, refuel and refocus regularly, you will be insanely productive and far more effective in every relationship of your life. So that's my thought. Does it rock? Is it recharge, refuel, and what? Refocus. Refocus. Get it. I I didn't actually get that because I've got eight balls in the air right now, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, we're going to listen to this nonsense, and um, you can tell us what you think. <laughs> Unpack this for us so it makes sense. <laughs> I will do my best. So if you... If you think, for example, of the average gearbox, everything Giants created was designed for educated children. So I'm quietly confident that even you and Brad will be good on this one. <laughs> it, it has to be visual, it has to be interactive, and it has to be memorable. Otherwise, in today's world, it will just disappear the moment you walk out the door. So if you think of a stick shift, so you've got five forward gears and one reverse. So if either you've got a Ferrari and got seven gears, then tough. You only get five in my gearbox. So if you imagine trying to drive a car, but actually you don't use all the gears, it's very unlikely that you will actually drive it efficiently and well. So I'm going to describe the five gears for you, and you'll see where first gear comes in. So fifth gear is what we call focus mode. It's in the zone. It's work. It's maximum productivity. No interruptions. Literally, it's three in the afternoon. You go, where's the day gone? And you go... I've got so much done today. So that's fifth gear, okay? So that's productivity in the zone, maximum focus. Fourth gear is still a work gear, but we call it task mode or multitasking, probably the one that most of us are more familiar with. We're spinning plates, we're answering calls, we're jumping on podcasts, we're having meetings, we're going to, in the old days, out for coffees and lunches. We're multitasking, we're spinning plates, we're working, but at the end of the day sometimes we can get to it and realize gosh, my to-do list is longer than when I started the day because I've just been reacting to what's been going on in my work world. So that's fourth gear. Fifth and fourth are both work gears, productivity. Third gear, I think you boys will love. This is social mode, okay? So this is, we're not working, but what we're doing is we're truly present with people. We're meeting new people. We're networking. We're connecting. It might be after work, at drinks. It might be, you know, with friends or social environments. But we're kind of, how are you? Tell me a bit about yourself. How are you doing? You know, what's your favorite football team? Where have you been on vacation? How's the kids doing? You know, what film have you seen? So third gear is the ability to be socially present in the right way. Second gear is what we call connect mode. So this is, there is no work in second gear. This is depth relationships. It's where we're being truly, what I say, is physically, emotionally, and intellectually present at the same time with the people that we care most about in this world. So That's it's nice. really not work and it's present and it's productive. And I struggle with that one as we'll see in a moment. Then the last one, which is first gear, which is what I alluded to in my thought that rocks was that first gear is what we call recharge. It's really where you are unplugged. 
you are not working, you are not really doing anything other than what causes you to recharge the batteries. So it might be it might be walking, it might be sleeping, it might be movies, it might be playing golf, it might be, you know, it might be a dinner with your best friend. But whatever it is, it's not work. And what it is doing is recharging your emotional, physical and intellectual batteries. So they are the five forward gears. And the last one is reverse, which is the ability to say <laughs> sorry um, when you get it wrong, which is a gear I've mastered over the years, um, where you actually take the time to go, hey, my bad. My fault. I did it. So you've got five forward gears. You've got one reverse gear. And here's the interesting thing is you have to use all five every day. But none of us are naturally good at all of them. So I did promise you, boys, you can do some work in this. <laughs> so this is where you get a chance to play. My gear order, okay, so I am a legend at fourth gear. I love fourth gear. I can be at work all day, every day. Third gear is my second one. I love meeting new people. I love connecting four and three off to go together. First gear, I'm really, I've learned how to do well because I know it's important for me being productive. Second gear is the one I struggle with. Do you know, it's terrible to say this as someone who's meant to be an expert on emotional intelligence and people connectivity, but I have to work really hard at switching off working my mind to truly be present and connect. And then fifth gear is the one I find the hardest of all because it usually means being on my own, being focused. It usually only happens when there's a real deadline on and I've got no choice but to do it. So my gear order by the one I love, I'm a four, three, one, two, five. Okay, who wants to go first and tell me what your gear order is based on what you love most? Come on, Jim, you're up. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. Actually, mine is really close to yours. Um, I also will say That's why that we mine, like each other. Yes, and uh, you know you're going to really struggle with Brant's then because this is going to be all over the place, and he doesn't have a reverse gear, by the way. So. You've never told me. I'm sorry. Ever. I, uh, I have a GFY. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yes, I like the GFY. The GFY. I know exactly what that is. So mine would be, um, I'll put it in the same order. I'm going to say I'm a four, three, one, five is where we, we uh, diverge a little bit. And then two. So for sure, I'm a fourth gear. Um, and I, I go into third gear quite a bit. Um and it's so funny because I guess in the order to do the total recharge, to be in first gear, it's funny that you skip that second gear. I, I can see why when you put it into that level. So, yeah, I'm a four, three, one, five, two would be my order. So our first three are, are similar. I'm truly impressed, Jim. That I can tell the moment I told you, you've been writing them down, trying to make sure. So, Brad, you can have a go if you want to, but don't oh, yeah. go. You have to. Here oh, we no, go. Get, how can I not? <laughs> Come on. So, so my gear order. I'm a four two five three one. Four two five three one. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So Fantastic. my what Thanks. I would say is I'm a workaholic, like to to a problem, uh, <laughs> to a fault, and so. You know, the, the task is, is basically me, you know, 15 hours a day is I'm in task mode. Um, but part of my task mode is I develop just from what I talk about, about core values and purpose. I am constantly developing deep relationships because it's the nature of my work. Um, and then that requires me to focus, <laughs> to actually have something, you know, productive to say. And then um, if there's time 
I will socialize as long as it's not in a group. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, re- recharging, I don't, this is, this gear, I don't even understand this gear. Um, but um, I, I typically start in second gear. <laughs> that's yeah. where we go. Yes. Rolling starts, we call that. Uh, so that's so good. I love it. So Brent, this, this podcast is going to be more really of an intervention. Part apparently, yes. Apparently, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're your friends and we're here for you, just so you know. Yes. So, so, so if you think about it, without a visual tool, because usually I'd be showing the screen at the same time, you guys were able to understand the concepts, understand the simple principles of how you can use different gears to describe different things. Yeah and actually understand and apply it. So our, our view is that actually, if you can't do that immediately and apply it to your own life, it will disappear. So it doesn't matter how clever an idea is. If it's a thought that rocks, it's a thought that people will be able to take with them. So I hope people will have played along in that process. Now, two things I'm going to say here, Brent, is that four mm-hmm. and two is not an uncommon tendency for those who are workaholics. So... What I do is I often, when I'm doing second gear and thinking I'm doing it really well, I find it so much easier when I'm building depth relationship around the task. So if I'm coaching, consulting, helping people make breakthroughs in their life, I find it so difficult to stay in second gear, purely second gear, where actually all people want me to do is waste time with them and just enjoy being with them. Mm. So you often find when you put that second gear there, you're probably doing it as a function of fourth gear rather than the people think that you are being just truly present, depth, and connected with them. Would, would that be true, Brand? do you reckon? I can see that. Um, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Be, you know, So part of what I do is help people discover their five, what I call their flock of five, uh, black sheep mm. values, right? Mm. So these are their person, their five personal core values, and so yeah, that the depth is there, but it is a means to an end, right? Yep. I mean, so that's I would agree with that. Yeah, but don't you think, um, like when you go golfing, you yep. love to golf. Yeah, when you go, you're not out there working on work. You guys are just goofing around, having fun, right? You're not. You're not working on a work project. You have never golfed with me. I have not, but I just assumed if you were going JT or whatever. If I have my, if my phone is with me, you're um, doing work too. It's a six hour round. Okay. <laughs> so, well then that changes part, my second part, which is a lot of the friends that you're spending time with yeah. now yes. are speakers, yeah. authors, podcasters. Yeah. You are having great in-depth conversations. I mean, there's real Right. relationship building going on, but it is around a task. I was going to say, yeah, it's not for the sake of building the relationship. It's in lieu of, or in, in you're using it's, them. That's what you're uh, saying. No, I'm you're not using, using them. Our, our <laughs> it is, uh, it is part of, uh, the in-depth conversations support moving forward in some way, shape or form. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you guys are most people that you like and most Americans have an addiction to work. So fourth gear is often the first choice that people have because we're so wired to do that. Mm-hmm. Virtually nobody, guys, has first gear as their number one or two. Because so, they're lazy. Brand, you, were, you were brave enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you can't find them. They're in the woods by they're themselves. They're lazy POS. That's why. No, that's they, fine. They don't Go even ahead. own a phone. What do you... <laughs> 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so when productivity is everything, and this is why I'm going to so this thought is going to is going to change your world, Frank. You see, because I'm going to show you why you need it. Because none of us are naturally good at first gear, and your culture almost says that first gear is laziness, which you helped with. Mm-hmm. So you'll find in your culture to burn out, <laughs> to have a breakdown, is deemed to be far more honorable than to actually be seen as someone who takes too much time off and too much vacation. Yeah, yeah. So first gear crashing is not the same as first gear recharge. So when you mm. kind of get to your vacation and you've been working 20 hours a day for the last three months and you just collapse exhausted onto a sun lounger or in an American vacation, or usually trying to do 20 hours of sightseeing in the average day, that's not rest and recharge as first gear is describing it. Yeah. That's the same addictive desire to productivity. But here's the thing. You will never be as effective in the other gears, whether you choose fourth gear, fifth gear as your focus for work, or second, third gear focus as your relationships, if you don't do first gear well, you will always be putting a limit on the productivity or the depth of relationship because you have to come into those gears healthy and well. And most people who are workaholics in the end are less productive than they think they are because they're always always running on vapor and actually burning the candle at both ends we'd say over here yeah so that's the reason why first gear is foundational and if you don't do it well you will always be less than you could be even if what you're doing at the moment is very impressive it could be even better i wonder if uh, I, I mean, I believe that. I think that's true. I wonder if, though, um, with the times, and maybe you'll think that this is an American thing as well. I think now people that are in our world, where you've got this entrepreneurship lifestyle, where work and and sort of the the mm-hmm. vacation, the free time, sort of blended together. So, in a day, mm-hmm. yes, I'm with you, Brant. I think that I've got a ton of tasks that I'm working on, but. I'm also relaxed. I can hang out on my back patio. I might be watching a Netflix show. I might take a nap. You know, it's all of these things that you go, my day is so much easier than when I was working in corporate America or in a, a you know nine to five mm-hmm. job. But when I'm on vacation, I probably am looking at my phone. I'm texting a little bit. I might even go online, but I'm not spending the hours. It might be 30 minutes or so. It, and maybe this is back to your thoughts, Steve. Do you think... That's a bad thing because um, I would guess if you're saying for to be in first gear, it's got to be a total recharge. You're completely off the grid. You're disconnected from all of that where in my world, it sort of feels like when I'm on vacation, I'm doing a little bit of work. But when I'm working, I'm, I'm a little bit on vacation every day. I think kind of I'm going to argue for a purest point of view oh, not because man. I think that is where we'll end up. All right. What I'm going to say is this is to go, if you wake up in the morning, and your first instinct is to check emails by the side of your bed, then what you've done is you've started your car in fourth gear. And most cars don't start them well if you try and do it in fourth gear. So the thing what we say is the the, the old world, so to use your analogy, Jim, the, the, the in late industrial world was very, very structured and compartmentalized because you went to work and you came home from work and everyone knew when you were on vacation, no one could get hold of you. So it used to be a lot easier for people to go, I'm at work, 
I'm at rest, I'm with my family, I'm on vacation, I'm doing sports. The new world literally is 365 24-7. And the problem is you have to put the structure in because if not, it won't happen by accident anymore. So therefore, what we would say is the reason Jeremy and I wrote the book was to say, we're not very good at this. And we began to understand that neutral is the putting the clutch in is actually an intentional decision to choose a gear. Mm-hmm. So the real skill set is not which gear do I like, which do I not. It's being in the right gear at the right time at the right place with the right people because this is really an emotional intelligence and productivity tool. So it's not that you have to be in first gear all the time, but you have to know when am I going to do first gear And if you're not very good at it, the rule of thumb is this, whichever gears are your fourth and fifth by choice, so if you gym five and two, if you brand three and one, if you don't schedule time for those, they won't happen in your schedule. And that's a bad thing? (laughs) (laughs) So here's here's my thing. (laughs) Here's my – this is – listen, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Stephen. Obviously, I'm poking fun, but at the same time, it is – I understand that it's a challenge and a problem. Um, It's so Mm -hmm. – so my nature is to look at at one – which I suck at, and I know I suck at it, but I have created this thing in my head where one is, why don't you just go do some yoga? Why don't you drink some wheatgrass? Why don't you just, what are you, <laughs> you know, you, you, you pansy? Uh, that that to me is literally how I view a one. I know it's an, unhel- I know it's an unhealthy view of one, mm-hmm. um, but it is something that I think of myself more like the planes that have to be refueled while they're flying. (laughs) uh, It's a rolling fuel. It is not something that I have time to stop to get the gas. And um, uh, so, and this is uh, honest to God confession. I have not had a vacation in 20 years. Hmm. That's truth. Not, Not a vacation in 20 years. And that's been by choice. Um, and it's, it, it's yeah. because I find, so here's my question, I guess, is I'm happiest when I'm working. So, so what do you do for the people who, uh, when I, if I unplug, it is un- extremely uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. literally like, I sit there staring at the wall going now what? <laughs> Cause I feel like I need to do something. <laughs> How do you encourage people who suck at it to actually do it yeah that's a great question so i think with you it has to be the motivation brand which is you actually end up becoming more productive in the work that you do if you recharge well so telling you that you need to learn how to recharge because it'll be good for you Mm -hmm. is not necessarily a motivational strategy for you you need to know that actually you'll be more effective at the work that you are excited about delivering if you learn how to do this and the other thing is to go Every new skill, and a gear is a skill, it takes time to develop, but you can get better at it. So, for example, it's not saying you have to spend vast amounts of time and, you know, here's an example. So for me, recharge, I've learned that playing golf for me, Mm -hmm. going to the movies and reading are part of my recharge. So for me, I need something that's intellectually or or strong enough competitively mm. to take my mind out of work. Mm. So for me, I've learned actually 
Now, that for me is fun, but it keeps me engaged and energized. Refuel is, is really part of that first gear. So what are you taking on board? So for me, in light of probably what you guys do as well, what am I reading? You know, what am I watching? What am I eating? What are the things that I'm actually refueling my body with? Because in your case, how do I be the most productive I can possibly be? Because those things are actually really important if we're going to be at our best yeah. when we show up in the work gears or with other people. So, Brent, that's, that's kind of it's one of those ones where it's probably a deeper issue with you. There's something that actually has got, you know, you equate first gear with almost pain yeah. and weakness. Yes. And in the end, one of the questions I would say is to go, well, I don't know the answer, but do you have close friends? Do you have family? I mean, how many people orbit your world that are not involved in the tasks that you do? Mm, that's a good question. I, I don't, I think the answer is zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Look, so there's probably you, a reason why that's the you're case. You're making sense and it's really pissing me <laughs> off. It's uncomfortable <laughs> for him right now. <laughs> You and your I, damn I, book. I'm just, just being shipped. I just need to know where I'm going to send the invoice. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Send that to Jim Knight. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> He's on a couch. Knight speaker. <laughs> yes. This does explain why I like to watch West Wing and you're watching what we do in the shadows. Yes. <laughs> explain to I, I need it to take me out. It's funny you say that, Steve, but it's true. If I watch, If I'm going to watch a television show, I need it to be farcical mm. enough that it's not possible to be real yeah. Yeah. because if it's too real yeah. for me, it drags me back into my world. It makes me think of all the things I need to yeah. be doing, not a bunch of vampires who live in Staten Island, right? right? right. Which right. I know exactly. is ridiculous, but that makes, it does make sense. Yeah. And I'm just the opposite. I mean, most people, yeah. So most people, Brand, and this is, this is where we, I'll give you a chance to pass on this one because it may be, it's, I meet and work with a lot of people who are like you. And actually, some of them are even uh, uh, significantly older than you. And the interesting thing is, very, very few people, when they get to further on in their life and they start thinking about legacy, multiplication, most of them, actually, in the end, the, the real quality of their legacy is usually made up of the, the relationships that they've influenced. So I know you will have been a massive influence and mentors to the people that you've helped find their five and we're not dissimilar there but there's a part of me which wants to at least give you the challenge to go there is another dimension to life that i discovered <laughs> that half of the world is not wide or more than half are not wide like we are and they're actually human beings before they're a human doing mm. i'm wired to be a human doing who's had to learn how to be a human being and all i would say is a a recovering workaholic like yourself is Actually, there has been a joy and a richness in almost learning how to embrace things which I didn't used to think were that important and finding that, A, it's enriched me as a person, but I actually value some of those depth, second-gear relationships now way more than I did 15, 20 years ago because I see that they add a richness to my life and usually they add to my sense of peace and well-being because I, I enjoy vacation now in a way that I never used to. But it's still a discipline because I, if I'm accidental, 
my car just slips back into fourth gear and I start working again. So don't think I'm saying this is an easy thing to do, but I would definitely, I'll send you a copy of the book and I'll send you a link so you can watch it. Because I think that actually what it's shown is that my original thought is true. If you don't learn to do first gear well, it's very unlikely you'll do second gear well as well. This really has become an intervention for Brant. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, He's stunned. He has nothing to say. I know my lip was bleeding. <laughs> yes. Like mother. Come on, Jim. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I was I was just thinking too. I I used to teach um, daily planning with a company called Franklin Planners. It's probably about twenty years ago, and they would do the whole you 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 know your to do list. You write down what you think you're going to do for the day, and you you prioritize them. There's A's, B's, and C's, and you don't move on to the B's until you do the A's. It's like that whole thing, and that's how my mind was mm-hmm. wired, and probably that's always been in my background. But then when, and we talk about uh, the Covey organization, you know, Stephen Covey comes along and and they create this Mm -hmm. whole mindset of, no, 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 we're not going to do this daily scheduling stuff. We're going to do things that will enrich your life and be more effective in in every area. But they join forces and Covey buys out Franklin Planners. And that's where Franklin Covey comes from. So the reason I tell you that is because for people that were like me, we're, we're selling planners, we're teaching time management, and now the whole mindset is we've been bought out and we have to start thinking about things like what you're talking about, like stepping away and focusing on your social life and your personal life, and it freaks out all the people that were teaching time management. Their whole idea is don't prioritize your schedule but schedule your priorities. And so, Brant, this goes back to, you know, when you're talking about the values that that you teach, you're saying, do they show up in your life? Because if you don't schedule those priorities, if you don't plan for it, it's unlikely that it's ever going to happen. you got to be a little bit more. And I think, Steve, you even said being intentional. That's language right out of your your playbook, Brant. Um, so, you know, I think this this probably leads perfectly. I'm hoping perfectly to what our thought is because it's it's probably the uh, mm-hmm. the, the part two to this. Brent, what do we come up with as our thought that rocks? I'm I'm not. I don't feel like sharing. That <laughs> you you, you want to throw it under the bus now, especially because I I found this thought and it's now it's making me even more mad. Hey, we can so, go with one thought this week. You know what? Here's our here's our here's our thought. I hope you choke on it. Thoughts that rock. Number two. Um, it's, it's this. This comes from Jason Fried, who uh, is the founder of Basecamp, which I thought was really funny, which is a project management tool. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, yeah. It says, uh, sustained exhaustion is not a rite of passage. It's a mark of stupidity. And... Um, you know, screw you, Jason. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, it, you know, I think a, a lot of this now we've covered today. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm starting. I'm, I'm morning drinking is what's happening now. So I'm going to go find myself a bourbon. It's very and, rare, uh, Steve, that you can convince Brant <laughs> to drop our thought. Uh, it is. Uh, listen, I, I, I. Well, no, I think he's, I think the thought is superb. Oh yeah, I bet I, you do. Yeah, of course you do. I bet you do, Mister Giant. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, you know, I think it's... I think I think that my Go ahead. I think that mine was more gracious and hopefully a little more gentle <laughs> yes. to bring you to the same conclusion. Look, but I think Jason had it about right. Yeah, the the, the, the pleasant saying, accent. Yes, it's not a badge of honor. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I get it. I I feel like uh, again, 
Um, I don't disagree. <laughs> I don't necessarily like it, but I don't disagree. Um, it is it is not a rite of passage. It it it, it can most certainly be a mark of stupidity. Um, I think it's the balance piece for me, uh, and I I think Steve yeah. that that's got to be. I just I think for me, I guess if so, I'm a golfer too, right? So so. And I, I can't even remember the last time that I had a chance to go out and play. And so, but I feel like you had to sort of start with the things that you knew were going to take your mind away from yeah. your propensity to want to work. And so, yeah. So I think that that's the, that's the path that I have to do. Because otherwise, like, I sustained exhaustion for me is just... That's just Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what my that's that's <laughs> that's what my day looks like, and that's yeah. just that's my that's my yeah. mode. Um, but I get so being a car guy as well. Um, I really understand mm-hmm. this idea that you can't, you, you know, if you try to start your car in fourth gear, it ain't, ain't going to happen. Um, and so that that makes a lot of sense to me. And I believe, I guess, it, theoretically first gear is where you're where the most torque is um when you are mm-hmm. um trying to gain speed and so if you skip over first gear you're never ever going to to be able to get there as quick as you could than if you were de- deliberate about moving into first gear so mm-hmm. i guess you've convinced me you son of <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's the here, while, while we're here Brent, is is actually the, the key question you've got to ask yourself is, what do you do, and you may not know the answer, so golf is a great one, is what do you do to actually recharge? What are the things which, I always say to people, if you don't know the three things that allow you to recharge, you're never going to schedule them. Right. So the thing for me is to go, it's actually, don't get me wrong, I love work. And honestly, I'm very productive and I'm very efficient and, you know, i successful at what I do but the question is to go you can be successful in one area and a failure in the other and usually what you find is the people who are so over committed to work is they can be a success at work but they often end up being a failure in the relationships closest to them yeah. and that was the challenge for me of going hey I've got a wife I've got three kids I've got public it's like you know one of my favorite musicals which is another one of yours even though the history is a bit ropey is Hamilton Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether you boys have seen that one. Yeah. But it, he actually says, you know, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And for me, that was such a powerful one of the songs in it, which says, for me, it was, who's going to tell my story and what story do I want them to tell? And in the end, I want them to say something more than Steve was amazing at work. And I think that's the bit where, for me, I realized if I don't do first gear well, I'm going to be effectively surrounded by people that want me to be their coach yeah. and actually to be their consultant. But if I do first gear well and I attend to it, I have the capacity to do second gear, even if it's difficult. So for me, I play golf, I go to the movies, um, and actually I love to read. But I read things like historical fiction that take my mind away from learning more knowledge because that for me is first gear dressed up as sport so once you know what that is you can do it so for example you know i i tee off an hour after we finish this podcast Mm. because for me actually the sun is with light here till 10 o'clock at the moment i know for me my productivity if i get out and have you know we might play nine holes 
but I know that's me fueling tomorrow's work because actually it's getting my head out of yeah. thinking about solving complex yeah, problems. So it's not a bad thing, but it's almost that realization again, you will be better at every area of your life if you learn this discipline. And I go, hey, if you try it for six months, Brent, and it doesn't work, mm-hmm. and you go, Steve, this is a whole load of bullshit or whatever, I will take you for the most expensive dinner you can afford in London next time you're over. <laughs> but you've got to try it, okay? That's a deal. You got. You have my word. Uh, I will. I'm going to read your book. I am going to employ your suggestions um, <laughs> as I am in the like. I, so my my book comes out September 29th. So I'm in like crazy mode over the next four months here. And so yeah. if I don't take time to to recharge, I know that I'm going to kick myself in the ass uh, and and actually probably do me more harm than good over the next four months. So it's good timing. Yeah. You know, maybe Fantastic. as a as a as a wrap up too, I wonder if just your thoughts with with the uh, you know the crisis where everyone's sort of been in lockdown. Do you think you know you talk about recharge, refuel, and refocus? Is it kind of a reset? Do you look at there's any you know take away all the the horrific things going on in the world, but is there some positivity where you think? There's more family time. People are perhaps having you know home cooked meals together. Maybe they're out doing a little exercise or on the bike trail or like for you guys golfing. You know, is there something that's come out of this that maybe it will push people a little bit further up, perhaps into first gear? So I think it depends how it's impacted you. So if you've lost your job or somebody you know has died, then actually there's no redeeming feature of the COVID yeah, right. pandemic. Yeah. Assuming that for the majority of us, it's forced us to slow down. So I've not traveled for 10 weeks, yep. which I can't remember the last time that happened. Same, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a sense of peace, and I've slept better. My kids, are, it's almost like something good has happened. But here's what I would say is that actually most people had to rediscover first gear in a COVID lockdown. Yeah. Because I realized that all of my coping strategies for first gear suddenly weren't available. The golf club was shut. Yep. The cinema was shut. Yep. I couldn't go out. You know. So actually, I think what happened is all of the gears blended back into I ended up working a lot more. So actually for me, gears were, no, I don't want that. I'm going to have to actually put structure into my day. Because ultimately, I know I need first gear, but I'm going to have to come up with a different first gear than the ones that I've normally used. So I've been taking the dog for a walk for a couple hours and having some of my calls while I walk Mm -hmm. just because I've had to realize there's had to be a different strategy. If you didn't have one before we started, Brent, then in some ways you won't notice any difference. But I think what it's done is it's either been incredibly healthy for people and the learning from this really should shape what comes the other side. I'm not going to travel anything like as much as I did once COVID lockdown comes to an end. I suddenly realized I don't need to. Yeah. And yeah. actually I'm healthier in so I've lost the I've lost 14 pounds in COVID lockdown Ooh. by just not eating business dinners 10 times a week. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Lo- love it. I mean, I, it makes a lot of sense and I was just I was thinking other than the time when I was getting ready to leave uh, Hard Rock in in 2012, I, I, for the most part, had worked 80 to 100 hours a week. And I like that. I either had two full-time jobs or I was going to school in the morning and a job at night. But even at Hard Rock, you sort of 
put in the passion, the commitment. And, you know, what happens is Saturday, Sunday, you wind up sleeping the whole weekend. So it's completely counterproductive yeah. and it just makes the, the next week even a little bit worse. So I think I've gotten a little bit better, but you know, same thing with brand. I, I do take vacations. I just, I'm, I squeeze in a little bit of work as I go. And I think for me, you know, no pun intended, I want to kick it up a gear. I want to, I want to try and stay in first gear where I could be completely recharged. Um, and even now there's a huge conversation going on, believe it or not in the States about a four day work week. And maybe, you know, what would that look like to a lot of people as you come out of this crisis, if we started to move to something like that and having three day weekends, I think you'd see people a lot more civil and, and happy and productive and all the cool stuff that comes with it. So we'll, we'll see how that, that mm. shakes out. Where, where, uh, Steve, can, uh, people get a hold of you? Where can they stay connected with you? So if they, I mean, I always, if I really enjoy the podcast, I'll give people my personal email. So if you go to Steve at giantworldwide.com, um, that will come direct to me and I will answer you. Nice. Um, if you want to, um, and I have, what else do I have? Um, I have the usual social media channels that people can find me in, and I'm sure I'll send to you guys. But um, in the end, that's the easiest way to get hold of me. And I have a, uh, I have a Facebook group that's a private one, but if you look for uh, Steve Cochran, Living a Giant Life, um, there's lots of resources in there. And I've been doing a whole series on gears. So I'll enroll you, Brent. I'll be expecting to see you pretty time <laughs> soon. There's, a, there's, there's, four, I've just, uh, there's 14 episodes that are five minutes snippets of how you can really use the gears in your life so i will be expecting to see you before the day's out with a request all right my brother <laughs> I, I will do it you have my commitment i love it boy it's a it's a rare day when uh when brant has uh, an epiphany i'm exhausted i gotta tell you <laughs> This podcast has exhausted me. We're shutting down the rest of the day. We had other guests, and we've just canceled them. We're canceled. It's perfect. Steve, we can't thank you enough for just spending a little bit of time. And, uh, yeah, go go have fun golfing today. But, again, just uh, a few moments, and uh, congratulations on Giant Worldwide and all of your success. Uh, we, we love following your journey, man. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. You guys are awesome. You truly rock. Thanks, You're Steve. awesome, man. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on. Hey, rock stars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock, rock on. on.